0: The Cricket Podcast.
1: I think it should never be permitted to happen again.
0: That is very good. Hello everyone and welcome to the Cricket Podcast. With me Jack Hope, Ross Legg. Hello. And today a special guest. We are joined by Rayan from the Down the Ground Cricket Podcast. He's with us to preview the three-match England v. Pakistan series and offer a Pakistan supporter's view. Um, welcome to the Cricket Podcast, Rayan. Um Can you introduce yourself and your podcast to our listeners briefly?
2: Yeah, I'm uh, Rayan. I uh, help out at uh, Down the Ground. Area.
1: And what is that podcast? Is it, uh, is it all about Pakistani cricket or what does it focus on?
2: I mean to focus on a variety of topics, but it's mostly focused on uh, Pakistan cricket, yeah.
1: Yeah. Cool, and you're joining us from Karachi today, which is great. Thank you very much for joining us.
0: Yeah, as like I said, this week on the show, we will be previewing the England v. Pakistan series, um, which players should people be looking out for, who's going to have a good series, and of course, we'll be making some predictions. Um, Before we get on with the main business, though, uh, you'll have seen in the news, um, fellas, that the IPL is coming back next month. Um, so my question for you uh, um, is, uh, are you an IPL fan or a PSL fan?
2: Uh, I mean, obviously, PSL is closer <laughs> to home. so we. Uh, but yeah, I follow the IPL a bit. You know, it's a very big tournament. A lot of players play and a lot of my favourite players do. So yeah, I follow it. But maybe not as religiously as the PSL. Mm-hmm.
1: That's a wonderfully diplomatic answer. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be able to uh, top that one, I'm afraid.
0: Uh, obviously the IPL, mate.
1: <laughs> well, one thing's great about the PSL is that it's seen uh, international superstars return to play cricket in Pakistan. And I think yep. that's a huge benefit to Pakistan
2: cricket. Yep uh we're very excited about that maybe england could tour sometime soon well, i think it'd be a, great yeah. i would love to yeah.
0: go to
1: pakistan yeah. it would be great a fantastic place to go
0: um ross before we move on with with the main bulk of the, sh- of the show is there anything else that our listeners need to know
1: yes so they should be subscribing to us on whatever podcast platform they listen to us on leave us a review on apple podcasts five star is always best um <laughs> And what and what would be great is if you could follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at The Cricket Pod, um, and hopefully you enjoy the show. Um, but mainly, you should tell a friend, just one other friend, and we'll start to take over the world very, very slowly.
0: Yeah, uh, the other thing I, I'd quickly like to highlight as well is that last week, uh, on, on Thursday, Ross and I interviewed Chris Tremlett, uh, who obviously won the Ashes Down Under, played 12 tests for England. Um, a really... Interesting interview. If you're at all interested in that kind of uh, peak of England's um, Test Test side, uh, I thought Ross.
1: Yeah, no, he was a really good, really good guest. Um, probably good insight. But this is all about Pakistan. This show. so <laughs> yeah. Let's get on with that.
2: Stumping, great work, beautiful piece of work. That's what he was there for. Stamping. That
1: was all Jack Russell's. Look at that one. That was a fine piece of club work. He really
0: was fantastic work. He whipped the balls off in a flash. And as soon as they saw me, Jack Russell came bounding over. And I just made it into the popping crease in time. England are coming off the back of a 2-1 series win over the West Indies. Um, the summer started fairly badly for them uh, with a, with a loss uh but they won the next two games quite comfortably uh Ross um so far this summer ha- how do you rate this england team
1: uh, it's a little bit kind of same old england they always struggle in the first kind of se- uh, first game of the series um, but there's some really encouraging signs there um unfortunately they don't yet know their best 11 and because of injuries and rotation they've had to kind of mix and match but um, they've got some good youths that are settling in in Pope, Bess and Crawley, um, as well as newbies, I suppose, to test cricket. Like Dom Sibley and Archer haven't played that much test cricket yet. They seem to be showing some seriously good signs of promise. Um, so I think we're going to put up a bit of a challenge for old Pakistan, I think. And uh, I'm quite looking forward to seeing how it goes over the next kind of 12 to 18 months ahead of the Ashes Tour.
0: Sure. Yeah, I, I think I'd agree with that. Uh, Rayan, I, I don't know if you've been, fo- did you follow the, the uh, England West Indies series?
2: Yeah, of course I've watched every day, and yeah, <laughs> I mean it's cricket, and got nothing else to do.
1: <laughs> so, what are your thoughts on the, the England team? Are you, is it an imposing kind of team, or is it one you think Pakistan might get the might, might get one over us on it?
2: Oh no, the England team is great. I mean the the pace battery you guys have got is amazing. Like the options, just I mean Mm -hmm. Also, uh, the openers, you seem to have found some openers after looking for so long. I -hmm. mean, what if Rory Burns had come along uh, when Cook was around? That'd be good, but Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) yeah.
0: Um, Yeah, I I, I think I'd agree with that. And one of the notes I've got down, actually, is that um, it seems like for basically a decade, England have been looking for batsmen. Um, We've we've had bowling, particularly at home, we've had bowling. Um, and, and now I reckon four of the top six for England are, are pretty settled uh, and Pope would probably be the potentially the, a fifth settled batsman as well um, so I, I think it's exciting it's an exciting time for english cricket when you, when you can, um, you can expect England to score 300 quite regularly at the moment.
1: You know, I, I, def- I definitely agree with that. And it's, it's, just, it's just quite nice where the runs are coming from different places as well. Like, typically, like, Ryan, you mentioned Alistair Cook. There was a, there was a period of time where you could only rely on him to score any runs for us. <laughs> so it was quite nice that other people were kind of contributing.
2: Yeah, I remember in the 2016 series, it was all that, OK, we get Root, we get Cook, and then we get on with it. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, the one match... We decided not to get Root and Cook. The Co- Root got like two fifty four, and Cook got like a century, and we got absolutely flattened in that. one
0: Yeah, yeah I think you... <laughs> that's probably Joe Root's best achievement in Test cricket. I think so far um, it, it, was, it was quite an immense innings. Um, I, so, so selection, I think we've both we've all touched t- touched on it already. Um, it, it looks like selections going to be the the topic of the next couple of days, um, Ross. What, what, what's your bowling attack for England?
1: So I, I think um, the way in which we're going to beat Pakistan is obviously to bowl them out and take 20 wickets, as you can only win test matches doing that. Um, I think England's best way of doing that is going to be picking a four-seam attack, plus Stokes. I, I, I just think it just works so well. And why why would you possibly leave out one of Archer, Broad, Anderson or Wokes if you've got them? Um, there's a question around kind of rotation, uh, but they've still got kind of Curran and Wood Behind them, so they can always afford to rotate in the next test. Um, as we saw, the weather in England isn't always as consistent <laughs> as it should be. Uh, you can't even trust it in August. Um, it's probably a little bit different in Karachi. Um, but when it comes to um, this, I think we need to go 1L up. Otherwise, it's going to be a bit of a, bit of a struggle for us.
2: Yeah, I. Uh... So, no, no,
1: best. Uh, I t- honestly, he's an okay spinner, but Joe Root's not much worse. <laughs>
0: I think I think that's maybe a bit harsh from Joe on, on Beth. Um, I I personally I'd actually like to see Leach in the side. Uh, I I think there's a reasonable argument for the first test to pick Broad, Anderson and Wokes uh, with Leach as, as, as a spinner. And, and I know I know I know this is controversial, but I'd be tempted to leave out Archer uh, based on form.
2: Uh, About leech, uh, Pakistan doesn't do so well against low left arm spinners. I mean, we, Herat terrorized us for like a decade. (laughs) And then um, New Zealand uh, won in the uh, UAE. They won by um, playing that guy, Ajaz Patel. Mm. And he like just came on, rolled us over and then just disappeared off the face of the earth. Yeah. Like, I he still get some game.
0: I, to be honest, uh, I I knew that that New Zealand beat you in the in the UAE, but I had no idea who that man was. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I I don't know. I I, I thinking England need to should pick a spin option. I I I, no, I think Leach is is the guy um, for for the first test of this series. Um, obviously, that leaves England's batting maybe slightly light, but uh,
2: I, mean, I think you could... walks, aren't you? So.
0: Yeah, well, that's it. I think you can balance that out, and and even I mean, even Stuart Broad looks to have. I mean, he'll never be he'll never be the guy who scored one hundred and fifty at Lords, in uh, in that other famous England v Pakistan test. But um, if he could if he could average fifteen or twenty with the bat, then you 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 cover you cover the weakness that that Jack Leach uh, maybe creates. Also, I think England have this weird obsession with um, with scoring runs down the order, uh, and now the the side slightly more balanced with proper openers and Root and stokes um all as, as potential run scorers and, and then pope as well um uh maybe not as consistent yet but look certainly looks talented i don't think you need to stack your your bottom four with bowlers who aren't as good but can bat a little bit if that makes sense i mean, uh, Ross, you might see that slightly differently but um that's 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 my thoughts on that
1: well it's uh the good thing about us having Joss Butler in the side is that he likes sitting runs against Pakistan. That's the that's the, yeah. it's the it's the only redeeming feature of him at the moment. he's kind of he's just about hanging on in England cricket um, from our point of view. In the selectors' view, he's there until the Ashes. Probably too. He's, he's probably got the wicketkeeping guys until he's forty. <laughs> so yeah, but
2: Butler. Uh, even like Pakistan fans are like saying that if this guy was around with us, we would have been calling him all sorts of names and. Like Parchi and stuff, because you know Parchi is supposed to be like that. Word, like he's got some connections, and that's why he's in the team. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> we. I, I. I. think. I think on, on on probably the last four shows, the the topic of Joss Butler being mates with Joe Root and and being in the team for that reason has come up. Uh, Max, who isn't with us today, uh, and is a Surrey fan, is convinced that Ben uh, Ben Folks is the. Um, is, is the saviour, uh, but I do. I yeah. It's strange. I mean, like Butler got that sixty-seven, didn't he? And I, I think that will give him another three tests.
1: Was uh. it? What, what was the word you just used there, Ryan? Uh, Pachi Was it? So uh I mean, it's pretty bold. A Pakistani supporter <laughs> coming out and saying that when old um, Inza ul Huck is one of the was one of the selectors and just used to pick his nephew.
2: Yeah, yeah, that, that's where it was popularised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imam's yeah. um, still around, though he's a turn opener. <laughs> so... um, he's not no, that no. bad in ODIs, but yeah, people can't get why he's in tests. It's kind of like I will just keep him because he was there before. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought he was okay at the at the World Cup last year. Maybe, maybe I'm just not remembering it very well. But I thought he was he was okay in the one day cricket, but. Um... Yeah, um, I
2: think the other thing uh, I mean, yeah, like... In, um, in ODI, he's pretty decent, although his strike rate's a bit low. But um, in tests, nobody can get why he's there. He's, the average is like 25. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, then like other people like Sami Slim, he got uh, 80 last time, 80 and a 70 in the third test in 2016. Mm-hmm. So people are really pushing for him. He had a really good first class season as well. So people were really pushing for him to get into the side, but they uh, selected Imam as the third opener. No, well, well, I, th-
1: I think tw- I think an average of twenty five is perfectly good. I mean, just look at Joe Denley. A, <laughs> James Vince has been tried. Keaton Jennings has had an average about that. So uh, don- don't don't yeah. knock it. Those twenty five runs are pretty
0: valuable. <laughs> yeah, um, I think the other thing for England is is, is um, I think, and this probably rounds off 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 the England team news. Uh obviously England have played three tests very recently, um and fatigue could be an issue. Um What what do you think they should do to manage that, uh, Ross?
1: Um Well I've got to say I think they just need to go all out to win the first one. It was a bit of a gamble that didn't pay off for of the West Indies in the second test and kind of blew their chances of winning the third. Um but I think England, uh, as ryan pointed out, we just have we've got six paces to choose from, maybe seven if Oli Robinson's there. I just think go for it, go for it. Like really, really go for it. I think um, Pakistan have been what in England for about a month now. They've only been able to really play against themselves, and I just think the, the preparation I think is is more of a benefit to England having played those test matches in a detriment.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think that's that's basically it, isn't it? If England manage their bowlers properly, then it should it shouldn't be an issue because there are, there are so many of them. Uh, Ryan, I, I, I wonder from a Pakistan point of view, are there any players that you're particularly worried about facing?
2: Um, uh, so, like, worried about facing, we're basically, I could give you the, the short and easy answer, broad, Anderson, everything. <laughs> but the most worried we are is Vokes, because Vokes has a really good average versus us. Like, mm-hmm. even in 2016, Vokes uh, came around and he was averaging, like, 40 in test cricket. And by that series was over, I think so, he was a man, ser- uh, man of the series in 2016 so yeah we have a terrible record against Wokes, and he has that indipper that will trouble our batsmen all the um, Ali, Asif shafiq all of these guys uh get troubled by the in and Wokes has a pretty good one so yeah Wokes would be it a...
0: yeah i guess that's interesting i mean like we I, I think as an england fan you sort of assume that everyone just thinks about anderson but um we're quite lucky that uh, bowling-wise, there there are like at least four players that I think would we'll play for for most other teams in, in Anderson, Broad, Archer, and Wokes.
1: Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's, it's that bit we've still got to worry about our batting, as we love a collapse. But um, I think uh, I think we're going to be okay. So we'll just take a, a quick break, and then we'll be back with the Pakistan uh, team news.
0: Huge job. Six for nine. Cock-a-mouth. That's Ben Stokes' old club, isn't it? Huge job. Huge job. Huge. Huge. Six for nine.
1: Cock-a-cock-cock-cock-cock-cock-a-mouth. a 6 for 9 huge a cricket club huge a cricket club
0: This series will be Pakistan's first since the beginning of the global pandemic. Um, Ryan, how how have they prepared for it so far? I mean, Ross mentioned they've been in England for, for three weeks. Um, what have they been up to?
2: So basically, uh, first they were stationed in Worcestershire, I think. But uh, later on, they moved to Derbyshire. So in Worcestershire, they played one practice match and they played like two in Derbyshire. And, um, the one in Worcestershire, apparently the pitch was quite flat, so everybody got runs. So that was a bit deceiving for us. We were like, ah, it's okay. And then we got to Derby and all hell broke loose. Yeah. I think, and, uh,
0: yeah, I think I saw one of the scorecards. Weren't both teams bowled out for about 120 in, in, in the first innings in, in, the, in the second yes. practice?
2: So, that was the third practice. Uh, Basically, what they did was they uh, assembled what could be our first choice team. I mean, the number seven spot is a bit iffy, but apart from that, 10 people in that team were going to play, are going to play. And that team got bowled out for like 111 by our second choice pace attack. So, that was an idea. And then it rained a lot, so we didn't even get like a proper crack the next time. So, it wasn't a... The yeah, ideal thing, and everybody's a bit worried about that now. Mm-hmm. And uh, that guy, uh, the guy, the guy who was uh, leading our second base attack, uh, Sohail Khan, he's now like got thrown his hat in the ring for uh, that number seven spot because he's got two five-wicket hauls now. So yeah, people are like, maybe just drop the spinner and play him. So yeah, um,
0: before before Pakistan the, the team came to England. Um, Bearing in mind the, the global situation and the situation here in England, where when when, when the Pakistan team arrived, um, I think we were in, when a, we were still in in full lockdown. Um, do, do people in Pakistan think that it's unanimously a good thing that the team have come to England?
2: So uh, people were starved of cricket and the England tour. Everybody holds a really high regard. Like it's like okay, we got to go to England. We got to win in England. Because uh, we actually have a pretty good record against you guys. Like for 10 years, we haven't lost a series. Mm-hmm. So we were really confident. Like even during the Australia tour, when we were getting smashed all <laughs> around, we were like, oh, okay, there's still the England tour. We can like save. <laughs> like this. But yeah, there have been a few people who are like, would have, would have England done this for us. Like if we had invited them and said, come to our country and play during a, like just generally just come to a country and play. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't they have done that? And, uh, when they asked the MD or the CEO, uh, Wasim Khan And they asked him that, okay, did you make some kind of deal that, okay, we'll come, you'll come. And he went like England understand, but we haven't made a specific deal in writing that. Okay. Which is understandable. I mean, you can't strong arm people, but, uh, that's for India to do. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> the diplomacy has gone way out the window since their first answer. You yes. know, I, so, I, I, so, I mean, some of the players were actually ill, weren't they? So, is everyone, uh, yeah, so, is everyone okay uh, now?
2: Uh, uh, so, a few people uh, tested, quite a few people actually tested positive. And there was some iffy about the test. Like, first, Muhammad Afiz got tested positive, And then he went to a private clinic and they tested him negative. Oh. And, and,
1: and Mohammed Muhammad Afiz, he's, uh, just for the listeners who don't know who Mohammed Afiz is, he's the man who's 150 years old and still playing cricket for Pakistan, isn't he? <laughs> yeah,
2: that's the one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the professor.
1: <laughs> yeah, the prof,
2: yeah. <laughs> um, uh, there, were
0: there, are there any Pakistan players
2: who decided not to tour? Uh, so uh, there were uh, two. Uh, there was Haris Sohail and Muhammad Amir. So, Haris Sohail uh, has a few family issues and he wants to travel with his family or he doesn't travel, apparently. That's what the rumors are. So, uh, obviously, you can't travel with your family. So, he uh, said that my family has uh, issues with me traveling and so I cannot go. And that, was, that actually put the cat amongst the pigeon because um, uh, our number seven spot is now open because he would usually bat at six and the keeper would move to seven. So that's why there's so much uh, iffiness about who's going to be in the playing 11. And the other was Mohammed Amir. But Mohammed Amir's reason was that uh, his wife was pregnant. So he didn't want to leave her in Pakistan. And she is a UK citizen. So he didn't want to leave her alone in Pakistan and go on this long three month like away from her while she's pregnant. But luckily, the child came. So Misbah called him up and said, "The child's here now. So can you come over?" <laughs> so yeah, so he's available for the T20s. He doesn't play Test anyway. So yeah, he's going to be here. But Harris is a big loss for us. He was there. The, yeah.
1: yeah, we we saw, we saw a bit of Harris, didn't we, at the World Cup last year?
2: Yeah, yep, yeah, he was really, really good in that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um,
1: okay, so. Uh... When it comes to um, Pakistan's kind of key players, so, I mean, your pace attack is actually, I, I might be a little bit ambitious to say this, but it's not too bad, I don't think. It,
2: it's... Yeah, we're all very cautiously optimistic about it because we've had a lot of pacers that be like, oh my God, he's awesome. And then it's like, it's... Um... Yeah, but we are cautiously optimistic. Uh, they've got pace and they can swing the ball, so I mean that's useful.
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's that dissimilar to kind of the West Indies team. You've got kind of like the, I mean, there's some real out-and-out pace in kind of um, Shah and uh, Shaheen Afridi, right? You got the a bit of the wily kind of bowling and Mohammad Abbas, and who knows what's going to happen when um, Wahab Riaz turns up?
2: Yeah. So uh, the difference between our team and the West Indies is the West Indies were still more experienced. Like their paces were more experienced. Like Kimar Rush and Holder had already had England tours and all. So we don't really know what to expect from these guys. Like how they'll turn up. Because Nassim has been bowling really well in the practice matches. he got like a five-wicket haul and a four-wicket haul. And Shaheen's very good. And we know that. And Abbas has like 100 wickets in England already. Mm-hmm. Playing for Leicestershire and stuff. So, yeah, we're cautiously optimistic, but we still don't know what to exactly expect from them.
1: So, uh, what about the man who's had a very, very mixed experience playing in England, in Yassir Shah? So, for those who haven't seen Yassir Shah, he is the spitting image of Lionel Messi. He is actually unbelievable. And he's what? Was he the fastest test bowler to 200 wickets as well? Uh,
2: 100 wickets? I'm not sure about the 200. Maybe okay. 200. He's the fastest to 200, I know that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, he slowed that down after that. <laughs> so is, it, is he likely to play? Um, uh, so the current reports are, uh, we don't know for sure. Obviously, Misbah's not the sharing type, but uh, they asked him that, would you consider playing two spinners? And he said, yes, we would consider playing two spinners. And at that point, everybody said, oh, they're playing two spinners. It's <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah Yasser uh, seems to be a lock for the 11 uh, for almost 90% sure. Mm-hmm. I mean they could be like they could show up and be really overcast and be like okay it's a four day test basically like the West Indies ones
1: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, they go like okay we can drop Yasser and play Sohail. But usually Misbah likes his spin option to be there and you never know what's going to happen on that day five pitch. Mm-hmm. So I would say Yasser would play, but um, he doesn't have that great of a record in Old Trafford. That's where Joe Root and Alice Cook smacked him around. Yeah, but um, yeah, but some of the England lineup look a bit vulnerable against spin, like uh, Sibley and Burns. Although they're the openers, so you hope that they wouldn't have to face the spin. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, yes.
1: No- I think, I think you're right on that. I think you're right on that front. But uh, it, was, it was nice that Rory Burns in the last test match rediscovered that he could play a sweep shot. So to a, to a leg spinner, that's quite a useful thing to have.
2: Yep, yep. yep. Uh, Osman Kharja used that to good effect when they threw that one test in the UAE. But yeah, yeah uh, so Yasser is... Uh, and uh, people think Yasser can back now because Yasser got a century in uh, Australia. So, my answer to that was Warner also has centuries in Australia. and He averaged what, 10? <laughs> I think England. it was 9.5. So, 9. 5. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um... I I don't personally have very high hopes for Yasu's batting, but some people do. Mm-hmm. And they think they can play at 7, but personally, I don't think so. I think so. He's a useful number 8 and not much more
1: than that. Okay. So... Uh, your captain, Azir Ali.
2: Oh, yeah. Been...
1: So he's been playing down in Somerset for the last kind of couple of seasons and been re- has scored plenty of runs in the county championship. Um is he going to continue to impress in England conditions uh, along with kind of Babar Azam who's kind of the next coming of the best batsman?
2: So Azar uh, uh I was a bit surprised when they made him captain but uh, I mean there was no other choice if you were going to sack Safraz and Azar was the most senior person there so and they couldn't make Baba. I mean, Baba at that point hadn't even scored those centuries in Australia. So, um, yeah, they made him captain, but Azza's career has been on a bit of a downward spiral after around uh, 2017, which is when uh, Mizpah and Yunus left. So he's been averaging around like 27 since then, which is not very good. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it's uh, And he has a bit of trouble and he has, said, uh, he has a knee problem as well and he has a problem with the in-dippers and uh, Olivier, uh troubled him a lot in uh, South Africa with the steep bounce. Uh, he got like a total of uh, I think so uh, uh, 40 runs in that series across uh, six settings. So yeah, that was... Yeah, you're not giving but, him the yeah.
0: greatest um, billing
2: here, are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... Actually, he may actually be the most vulnerable batsman in our batting lineup. I would love for him to prove me wrong. But uh, personally, I think he may actually be the most vulnerable. Uh, because, uh, But he does step up at times. Uh, because uh, in 2018, um, he scored at 50, uh, where he um, neutralized the Anderson and Broad threat right up. He opened the batting and did that. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was, and uh, I remember Michael Atherton saying that uh, he's taught the English batsman how to bat in England. So yeah, <laughs> he can, so he can show uh, some restraint and uh, basically like protect Barber uh, from the new ball. Uh, that's the most important part in the end because, you know. In the end, we're just hoping Babu will score all the runs. <laughs> <'Cause>...
0: <laughs> well, it worked. It worked for Australia and Steve Smith last year, didn't it? So might
2: uh... <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> not be and, the uh, worst player. Uh, yeah, as uh, uh, county uh, championship season was uh, meh. I mean, uh, his ODI season was really good. I remember he uh, Somerset won the final last year. I think right. So uh, yeah, he was really good in the ODIs, but uh, he uh, played a few useful knocks for Somerset. But nothing really concrete. So uh, yeah, uh, in uh, the year before that, he had a hundred. He was pretty good in that one. Mm-hmm. So,
1: uh, well, I'm, I'm looking forward to Barbara Azam playing. I mean, the guy's cover drive is, is almost as good as Ian Bell's, almost.
2: <laughs> so yeah, Babar, uh, we have he averages infinity in England because uh, <laughs> he is. <laughs> That will soon change.
1: It will be about 150 by the end of this series. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I'm sure it's a thing that England have. Um, It it, it seems like in the past, quite often, a team will come to England and one batsman will basically score all the runs. Uh, Steve Steve Smith did it last year. Hashim Amla did it. I've got a. I mean, Coley obviously did it in 2018. Um, I've got a vague memory of Eunice maybe doing it to us as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah Eunice
2: um, showed up in the last test but he didn't do much across the series no. oh maybe was yeah. Yeah. Um, hopping around and people were making memes of him <laughs> <laughs> um yeah uh,
0: in, in terms of, of of newer players that England fans may not have seen are there are there any young players that that we should be aware of uh who, who you think will have a good se- series uh
2: so young players uh the um, our openers are new i mean they're not exactly young they're both 30 plus but they are uh, new and lesser known uh there's uh, sean masood and Abid Ali. so um, sean is uh, a uh, came along around uh, 2014 actually for the pakistan team but uh, he crashed and burned around till 2016 and this one had his number quite a a few times and he was he was like almost finished. He was averaging 23 in test cricket and uh, nobody gave him a second chance. Uh, but uh, around uh, 2018, uh, he had an A tour that was really good and that got him into the South African tour uh, for uh, when they went in 2019, 2018, 2019. So what happened was that Haris Sohail, this, as you can see, this is a pattern, Haris Sohail uh, got injured and he had to go home and Sean got a chance. And Sean was our second best batsman, maybe even best batsman in that series. So after that, he's just been going from strength to strength. And uh, yeah, he's got a few good amount of runs in uh, South Africa. He got a good amount of runs in Australia. And then he um, got 200s against uh, Sri Lanka and Bangladesh at home. So, uh, yeah, I'm a bit hopeful for him. I mean, Anderson averages like five against him. So he'll have to get through that. And Broad, we know what Broad does to lefties. So he's going to have a tough time, um, maybe. But, um, yeah, I'm hopeful for him. And the other guy is uh, Abid. Abid's averaging 107 in test cricket. That'll change quite soon. But... uh, yeah, Abed, uh, he's more free-flowing. Uh, he'll uh, get the runs quicker. And uh, that's a good thing in England. I mean, getting runs uh, quickly in England is uh, sometimes useful. Uh, but uh, he does play around his front pad a bit. So, um, yeah, the are in-dipper and walks and broads so could trouble him. But, you know, you've you got to hope.
0: Yeah. And um, we, we, uh, we mentioned that you were coming on onto the show on, on our Twitter uh, this afternoon. And we had a couple of questions in um, from there. Uh, one player who came up a few times was Assad Shafiq. Um, oh, yeah. And people seem to be quite split on whether he's any good or not. Could you, I, I don't know who Assad Shafiq is. Could you let me know who he is and whether he should be in the team?
2: So, Asad Shafiq may be the least known player to play 70 tests. He's played <laughs> he's 70,
0: 70 tests.
2: 70 tests. And no break. <laughs> Pakistan have played 70 tests in the past 10 years and he's been part of every single one of them. <laughs>
0: I think I've shown up my cricketing knowledge there. Uh, <laughs> um,
2: should, he, should he be in the team? I mean, I guess is the... Uh, so, uh, Asud Shafiq, uh, there's a really good quote about him. He's never in form. He's never out of form. So he's just kind of just there. He exists. He's averaging around 40 for the past 10 years, which is decent. I mean, it's dropped to 39.9 something now. Mm-hmm. But uh, You'll take that, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Asud has a few really good knocks, uh, especially in 2016. In 2016, he got a 100 at the Oval in the fourth test uh, with Yunus. And then he got that really good 100. that like the only 100 that anybody talks about from him because all of his other 100s are like completely overshadowed by other innings, by other batsmen. Like, for example, that 100 he got, then Yunus got a double 100. So he got a 137 at the Gabba versus Australia. And he all, we almost chased 450 in that game. So uh, yeah, that was. uh, But again, uh, it's a problem. Azar and Assad both were stalwarts in twenty seventeen, but they haven't really gone on the way we would have hoped. That like, okay, they'll take up the mantle from Misbah and Yunus and play a bit more like the like, averaging maybe forty five, which is uh, except uh, like, suggested. But um, yeah. I said it's more like uh, he seems to get a score as soon as his like place is in question, so he just keeps on playing.
0: Sure, Um, I I think that wraps up the the Pakistan quite Pakistan team quite nicely. Um, We're going to take another quick break. uh, Then we'll come back. Uh, We've we've got a couple of questions about uh, Pakistan cricket more generally um, that I think are probably a little bit lighter than 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 the team use, and then we'll make some predictions. So, uh, speak to you in a second.
1: We love hearing from our listeners, so please follow us at The Cricket Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Or if you have a great story, like Scotty G did, about The Hayden Way, Matthew Hayden's personal website, we want to hear about it. So from wherever you're from, send us in a great story and we'll read out on the show. Email us on thecricketpod at gmail.com. Thank you very much. Well, I think there's there's one other thing that I just want to touch upon before we uh, go into the kind of the health of Pakistani cricket and the predictions. Um, you mentioned it before, Rayan, about um, kind of the number seven spot and whether Shah should be there or somebody else. Um, what is this coveted position for Pakistan and who who is probably going to get the nod?
2: So the number seven spot has been thrown open because uh, Harris isn't over there. Yeah. And most people's choice over there would be Harris. The, he would bat six, and the keeper is one would bat seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, and he bowls some left arm off spin, so he's like the fifth bowler as well. Uh, okay. But uh, the problem is that now since he isn't there, so people are divided on whether they should play a fifth bowler or an all rounder or another batsman. So the problem with playing an all-rounder is that Pakistan don't really have a very wide variety and like a lot of options when it comes to all-rounders. And, and that's all-rounders, really surprising
1: because every single Pakistani cricketer I've ever played with is an all-rounder. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes. So these all-rounders are like them. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Love it. Is it? Should... Not available.
2: I mean, he's a bit basic. I mean, the other Imran Khan is available. Imran Mm -hmm. Khan Senior, he's a bowler. He's a yeah. So um, there is Fahim Ashraf, uh, who's a left-handed batsman, and uh, he's uh, also a fast bowler. So normally, you would think that you would play him, but uh, the issue is that Fahim, although he calls himself an all-rounder, can't bat much. Like, uh, uh, we've not seen much of his batting. Like, he's been around the team for, like, three years, and he's not scored, like, a single 50. So, at that point, it's, like, he scored 150, but apart from that, uh, not much. So, um, at that point, you're, like, uh, I mean, are you really a person who can, like, hold a number seven test spot if you only got, like, 150 in so many tests? So. and he's been reduced to some kind of a meme now. It's like everybody's calling him Ben Stokes and Lance Klusner. It's like mockingly. because <laughs> um, to, yeah, to build up his because, confidence. Uh, yeah, it does. <laughs> and even in the PSL, he got like smacked around by everyone. And like people don't really differentiate between formats. So they sort of see him get... Smacked around in ODS and getting smacked around in T20s. So they're like, okay, he's no good for test either. Although his test bowling average is actually quite decent, it's 26. But that's like a really small sample size of around, I think, so three, four tests. But, uh, and the other all round option is uh, Shadab Khan. So, uh, Shadab, the thing is, he's a leg spinner. So maybe not the most ideal thing in England but uh, he is a better batsman than fahim uh, he's got uh, he's got 250s in england he got 250s in england the last time uh, he came uh, he got a 50 versus ireland uh, and he got a 48 in south africa as well so and his test batting average is around 35 so there's a but number of choices and it's
1: going to be quite quite a difficult thing and actually selection just for the england team is going to be a bit up in the air and selection for the pakistan team is also going to be up in the air yeah Nice. Yep.
0: If you were uh, going to put one name on, on who should be number seven, uh, it, it's like a one-name answer. Who, who should be number seven for Pakistan?
2: Uh, so uh, there, there's also the batsman. Uh, there's uh, Fawad Alam.
0: Oh, I, thought, I thought you were going to suggest
1: that Yunus Khan was going to come out of retirement. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so Fawad Alam has been like, uh, playing in domestic for over 10 years now. And he's got great numbers. He's averaging like fifty-six in ten years. It's pretty great. But yeah, people uh, don't really rate his uh, technique because it looks very Chanderpaulish. So uh, yeah, I it didn't work. It,
1: was... it didn't work for Chanderpaul, did it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Historically, average test cricketer, to
2: Chanderpaul. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. <Yeah. laughs> Yeah, so it's uh, Fabad, or you can just go with like, okay, just bump Yasser up and uh, put in uh, Sohail Khan and eight, uh, the guy who got two five wicket hauls in yeah, uh, the yeah. warm up games and got like a C in Australia and a 40 in New Zealand. That's basically all his batting credentials right there. <laughs> but. <laughs> So, uh, so when,
1: it, when it comes to the um, kind of selection policy anyway, I mean, you mentioned Misbah earlier on, and uh, he's obviously the head of Pakistan cricket at the moment.
2: Yeah. yeah, um,
1: yeah. So how, how's that going, I suppose? Because, I mean, for us, Pakistan is they're one of those cricketing nations which is just fantastic to follow. They're absolutely fascinating because you have no idea which Pakistan is going to turn up. They could be the best team in the world or could, they could be the worst team in the world. And it seems to change every 10 overs. You have no idea what's happening. Yeah. Um, but Mizbar kind of in charge, he was obviously a really good captain in his kind of uh, that part of his career. Um, is he there to bring a bit more structure, a bit more consistency to Pakistan? And is he, is he achieving that?
2: Uh, so uh, Mizbar was brought in. Uh, so basically what happened was that when uh, the prime minister came along, Imran Khan, he basically convinced uh, Wasim Khan, uh, who was at Leicestershire, to uh, come over to Pakistan and be the managing director of the PCB. Yep. So um, so basically, after Wasim Khan has come along, he's tried to like bring more structure to the PCB. Some people have been let go, some new people have been brought in. So one of the new person people who got let go was Mickey Arthur, uh, because... Uh, uh, they didn't uh, feel satisfied with his performance, and they thought that there was a need of a change. And they brought in Misbah. So the funny thing about Misbah's appointment was that, uh, first of all, uh, the committee that uh, decided that Mickey should go, like it's uh, his performance isn't satisfactory, Misbah was part of that committee.
0: Yeah, yeah, that sounds completely legitimate. <laughs>
2: And then he quit the committee, and then uh, came um, and then people asked him to throw his hat into the ring for the head coach job. Mm-hmm. So he did.
1: But what and what a convenient then, turn of events <laughs> is it turning out to be?
2: <laughs> and then he got named head coach uh, and chief selector. I mean, some pe- some teams do do this. I mean, uh, and there is precedent for it. Uh, that uh, new zealand uh, also used to follow this like mike hessen used to be uh, head coach and chief selector so it isn't completely unheard of but people thought that it was like stupid because you know some people thought it wasn't the best idea but <laughs> and M-
1: misbah were... thought it was a terrible idea <laughs> would was was barely going along with it <laughs> Pro- probably wasn't the mastermind behind the idea either
2: so, yeah, so, um, so there were people who were Mizpah fans uh, who were like, OK, it's still it's Mizpah in charge. So Mizpah knows what he's doing. Yeah. And uh, so far, it doesn't look like he knows what he's doing. But <laughs> we're <laughs> living in hope. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 I love the living in hope line. That is a great line.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: um, more, more generally in Pakistan, uh, What's the health of the game like there? I mean, obviously cricket's very popular in Pakistan, but with, with global events going on or, or, or the global situation, um, is cricket stable?
2: Um, I mean, cricket's uh, pretty stable. I mean, you would see. So the problem with Pakistan's first class, like the top tier domestic system is that they change it every year. Like, because... Uh, so basically, what gets changed? It's the pitches, it's the uh, balls. Sometimes they use Duke balls, sometimes they use Kookaburra balls. So this uh, uh, last year in uh, domestic cricket, they uh, decided, okay, we're gonna have only six teams. Uh, So Imran Khan, actually, he was inspired by the Australian domestic system, uh, Sheffield Sheep. For a prime minister,
0: he's got a lot of time for cricket administration, hasn't he, Imran Khan? (laughs)
1: Cricket wins your votes. (laughs) In places like Pakistan, cricket will win your votes.
2: So, yeah, so he instructed Wasim to follow that system, uh, Wasim Khan so uh <laughs> I'm pretty sure what one
1: second didn't the Zimbabwean government get didn't they get their team banned from a competition last year for their for their government intervening what what what's the difference between the two here i'm not i'm not, I'm not seeing the, the there's a lot of gray with Pakistan cricket yeah <laughs> i find well, i'm a fan I want more <laughs>
2: So, yeah, the last year, the domestic season, they had flatter pitches and they had six teams. So the quality of cricket was quite high, actually, because uh, all the really good players were all in six teams. But it also meant that all the really old players were all playing because, you know, the guys who have had, like, really good domestic records but never made it into the team, Pakistan team or were, like, ex-Pakistan team players like Kamar Akmal and Omar Akmal and all these players. So they're occupying spots in a six-team competition. So at the moment, you have like 66 players playing in total. And only around 40 are actually like can be considered for Pakistan selection because all the others are like, okay, this guy's retired. Okay, this guy's too old. And it, so it's, uh, it le- lessens the sample size for the selection a bit. Uh, but the quality of cricket is good, so whoever is playing is benefiting. Uh, like, uh, there was this uh, guy, Hader Ali. So, uh, he's uh, he played in the Under-19 World Cup uh, this year, and then he got uh, fast-tracked into the Northern team, and he got a century in the final, I think. So, uh, yeah, so that's really good for him that he gets to face the best ballers in Pakistan. And so... Um, it's a you know it's a you lose you win some you lose some.
0: yeah I think um I think the final question we'll ask, and then we'll all make some predictions uh is um... I've,
1: I've actually got something just to mention, Jack okay, yeah, in between one. there, purely the fact that you mentioned umar Akmal
0: yeah, oh,
1: I'm not the biggest fan of umar Akmal Me, more uh, he's, he, he's going somewhere into the same category as Salman butt, who also has a lot to say for himself <laughs> and is yet a bit of a hypocrite, isn't he so, yeah
2: the <laughs> archer the archer shouldn't have broken the rules.
1: Yeah, there was a, I just I really enjoyed that bit where you, so you you've got someone who's been to jail for match fixing then turns around for someone who went home to see his girlfriend or boyfriend and you're just like just like, I think you should be a little bit quiet there mate. Anyway, sorry Jack to Button, I just had to get that dig in at Salman but <laughs> I
0: I was going to say um uh, the, the, the last question, then we'll do some, some uh, predictions. Um, I, I suspect this comes up quite frequently for you, Ryan. Um, but in the, in the same way that English cricket is defined by its rivalry with Australia, uh, Pakistan also has its rivalry with, with India. Um, do you think that we will see any bilateral series played between Pakistan and India in the near future? Or, or, or is, is that going to be something that we will only see at ICC events?
2: Uh, I seriously doubt uh, there'll be any bilateral series uh, for the near future, at least. Uh, We'll uh, meet at ICC events, Uh, maybe uh, not the world (laughs) championship final. But uh, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, I doubt the bilateral series. The last bilateral series we had in 2012, and even that was after a very long time. Uh, we had one uh, test series slated in uh, 2016, which the Pakistan cricket board had to fight a whole long case, which I think so we lost, about uh, how India had given a more uh, memorandum of understanding that we will play a, a series in 2016. And that would have been a pretty good series. Uh, the Pakistan team was actually looking really good at that time. And the Indian team was also. But uh, was it at that level that they are now? So that would have been a really good series, but uh, unfortunately, that never happened. And uh, yeah, I don't see any bilateral series happening for the time being, at least.
0: That's um. I think that's probably a bit a bit of a shame to hear. Is there, um? What? I think we can speculate to some extent, but what what do you think the main barriers are? Um, is it purely the political situation, or is money involved?
1: Well, coronavirus also is going to have a major impact.
2: Yep. So um, it's mostly the political situation. I mean, Pakistan has lost out on a lot of money. Uh, it has to be said uh, from India not playing us because India are the like big, biggest breadwinners of international cricket. That's why they get most of the budget. Uh, and uh, also uh, players don't get to play IPL and stuff. So it's... Uh, uh, they've definitely lost out on a bit of money, but I wouldn't say that money is the issue. It's mostly the political situation. And uh, that doesn't seem to be resolving anytime soon. No, uh, unfortunately, unfortunately not. Um,
0: should we take another quick break? Then we'll come back, do the predictions, and wrap up the England v. Ireland series and, and wrap up the show. Sounds good to me. Watch the ball and try and whack it as hard as you can. Oh, I got <laughs> Uh, I was going to grind out some really impressive wins. But then I got high. No, you Uh,
1: would not They took my whole paycheck. And I know why. Why,
0: Why, baby? Because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high.
1: Yeah, let's crack on with some predictions. Um, Rayan, you can kind of kick us off. Um, So there's a three-match series. Um, What are you expecting from Pakistan? Is it going to be a romping 3-0 win?
2: Oh, uh, very little chance. Uh, most Pakistan fans will be happy if we win, if win one test. Um, so it's more like it's either 2-1 England, most probably, or 2-1 Pakistan because neither of these teams are capable of a draw unless, like, a, the rain washes out, like, three days of a test match because, like, both of them have extreme propensities to collapse. So mm-hmm. I doubt... I mean, because then I could easily say 1-1, but uh, I doubt there's going to be a draw in this series unless the rain really comes to the party. So So, so speaking of collapses,
1: who's going to take all the wickets, do you think? Who's going to be the top wicket-taker?
2: From England or Pakistan?
1: In this series. So this is a series prediction. Who do you think?
2: Uh, Ah, The top wicket-taker, I would say um,
1: Vokes. Wokes, OK. There's a lot of love for Wokes. I'm enjoying this. I'm hoping he's not wearing... I'm hoping they all stop wearing these silly headbands, but I'm not sure that's going to actually happen. Uh, and then who do you think the uh, top run scorer
2: was likely to be? I mean, you are a scary Pakistani fan. It's going to be the same answer. Yeah. As as-
1: Assad, <laughs> Shafiq. Yeah. <laughs> you no,
2: know, third highest run scorer, actually. Because they
0: so yeah, I, that's Baba. Then is uh, is the answer there?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, and then finally, uh, player of the series.
2: Uh, the player of the series, um, um, Barbara.
1: Barbara's <laughs> out so, yeah, as okay. Like it, uh, uh,
0: Jack. Quick run through for you. Uh, I think England are going to win three uh, 0 Oh, um, that's uncharacteristically bold. A, bold. Um, I, I just think I think England have got into a little bit of a batting groove, and I think that will be the difference. Uh, Top run scorer, I am going to say Joe Root. Uh, Top wicket taker, I'm going to go with Broad. And player of the series, I'm going to go with Broad. Nice.
1: Okay. Uh, well, I'm I'm going to go in with the the less belligerent Englishman. I'm going to go 2-1 England. Um, Ben Stokes is going to score the most runs. I just think he's he's on a different plane at the moment. Uh, When it comes to top wicket taker... uh, I, I can't see them dropping Stuart Broad again. I just, I, he's, got, he's going to play all three test matches. I just don't see how they won't do that. So uh, I'll go with Broad for that. And then um, player of the series will more than likely be yeah, Ben Stokes. Unless Joe Root is our main spinner. And then we'll see Joe Root take for <laughs> It'll be fun. So uh, there we go. We've got 2-1. Uh, um, hope I mean, hopefully from Pakistan, from your point of view, Ryan. But we'll have to wait and see. Um, England are also at the moment playing against Ireland in an ODI test series. Uh, test series, an ODI series. Um, it's not going all to plan for Ireland. They um, they they look they look all at sea. I think it's fair to say.
0: Yeah, um, I. It doesn't look like they're very good. Uh, it looks like they're having real trouble, particularly with uh, David Willey bowling left arm and moving the ball around a little bit, uh, and then Adil Rashid. They. Uh, They look physically scared of Adil Rashid.
2: Um, I mean, that makes uh, sense. Uh, They struggled against that uh, West Indies leg spinner also, Hayden Walsh Jr. So I don't think so. They particularly like leg spin.
0: (laughs) No. (laughs) It it does seem to be a bit of an
1: issue. But there is a bit where Adil Rashid is one of, if not the best ODI spinner at this point in time. The, the his googly is unbelievable it is so good to watch um but i've been impressed with um curtis camper the the south african who's um an island taking a leaf out of england's book of actually picking players from other nations to actually play for us is, uh, <laughs> so it's a very smart thing to do um i think it shows kind of real promise and it kind of means that it opens the door for other people to do the same so there's going to be i mean you ask anyone on St. Patrick's Day and everyone has got someone from Ireland in their kind of family tree. Um, but it'll be interesting to see who they start kind of bringing in. Um, Rayan, have you been watching any of it?
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, Curtis Canter looks re- And uh, yeah, I think South Africa really are really kicking themselves for missing him out because mm. they, they also have like a problem with the number seven spot because they're split on uh, Pretorius and Villa so maybe like Camper could have been a good spot for them. Maybe mm-hmm. even in test matches, maybe a bit too early for test matches, but still I think South Africa will be gutted and then missed them out.
1: Mm-hmm. And England batting-wise, have uh, I mean, they've not looked at their, at their typical best. They were kind of fluent in the first innings, kind of stuttered a little bit. David Willey's obviously just kind of showing what a great pick he would have been instead of um, Tom Curran to sit and carry the drinks um, <laughs> in the World Cup last year. Um, Sam Billings though has taken his chance so Joe Denley was shoehorned into the side and then because he's about 100 years old got injured um, so it's good to see some runs being hit um, yeah. tomorrow's the last game it's going to be a, another thrashing isn't it Jack?
0: I mean I think so I think what what this series shows is how one day international cricket has progressed in the last 15 years so from when Ireland first became a uh, a team that that other nations had to take somewhat seriously. Um, I I feel like Ireland kind of got to to an okay level, but the the game has moved on. Um, just the way England approach batting, for instance, they're so explosive um, that Ireland don't really have an answer to it. I mean, I know in the last game they they managed to take a few wickets, but um, but by the time England was six down, I think they did one and over or something like that, um, or two or two and over. Uh, and I, I don't actually really see how they close that gap, based, bearing in mind the resources that they have at their disposal and, and and the way England are playing. And I can see, I can see the rest of the bigger nations getting closer to England. But I think there's a lot. The Ireland might be in a bit of trouble. Um, is my, uh,
2: my there is the uh, argument that uh, Ireland got their test status five years too late uh, when uh, all their uh, Guys were too old, like the Potterfields and the Joyces and the O'Briens. They're all on the at the end of their careers, when the Ireland got test status. And Ireland don't even have, I think so have a proper domestic system uh, as such. Yeah, they've only got three
1: sides. We had to, we had we had Auden Flynn on a couple of episodes ago, yeah. telling us about the kind yeah, of, the of, Pac- to that one. of 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 Ireland cricket. And you kind of you do see like kind of, as you rightly say, like the issue there. And it's almost like the Pakistan domestic game. They just have all these old players taking up all the spaces. And actually, they're just like, well, I want to play for Ireland. i finally played a game of Test cricket. And actually, why would they give up their space? They've struggled for the last fifteen years. You're not going to see Kevin O'Brien just turn around and be like, "Gone." Then the youngsters could have a go after doing all that hard work. It would make no sense. So that is the island uh, wrap up um, the Bob Willis trophy is also underway um the kind of what was it five games of the county championship
0: yeah the the u k domestic tournament uh fight or four day tournament um there there are some results in today. We'll follow along with that and probably report on the final but it's it's quite early to say who, uh, who
2: Hasib Hamid up. got some runs everybody's really excited about that.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's 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 nice because obviously he changed counties. It's nice to see him yeah. uh, doing well again because um, he he looked very promising on that tour of India. And the yeah. other player who actually maybe we should mention is Ollie Robinson took eight wickets in uh, Sussex's win. Uh, uh, Pakistan
2: really like giving uh, wickets to new guys. Like we gave Olivier his cool Park contract. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so um there's there's a couple to, to look out for, hopefully from an England point of view. Um mm-hmm. I, I think that probably wraps everything up though, unless unless anyone else has got anything to add.
1: Nope. Ryan, thank you ever so much for joining the show. Um yeah. you'll be able to find we'll put this show up on Twitter where you'll be able to find Rayanne's show as well.
0: Uh yeah, at the Cricket Pod, which we we should mention.
1: So uh Rayan, as I said, thank you ever so much for joining. Really liked having you on. Oh,
2: great. It was fun.
1: Good. Okay. Oh, thanks for listening. Bye. See you later.
0: Bye. The Greek podcast. I think it should never be permitted
2: to happen again.
1: That is very good.